Welcome to Peds in a Podcast, where our team of specialists shares with you tips on all things health and development for your little ones. My name is Leanne Tran, and I'm one of the psychologists here at Peds in a Pod. Michelle Griffin from Lacuna Therapies joins us again today to talk about adjusting to parenthood and how our expectations can either help or make it harder. I hope you enjoy the conversation. Thanks for joining me again today, Michelle. Lovely to have you. Um, We are talking today a little bit about um, expectations. So we've talked about before adjusting to parenthood and, and, you know, the ripple effects that some difficulties can have. But one of the big big things we've talked about is how expectations can kind of guide, um, you know, whether we adapt well to it or whether it's difficult. Um, our One of our paediatricians here, um, Tommy, does a lot of the um, six-week checks for babies. So meets, oh, and all of our paediatricians do, I guess. Um, so they see a lot of parents at that six-week mark where they're coming to, you know, check everything's well with the baby and um, talk about the adjustment to parenting as well. And and he's reflected that a lot of the time he notices that it's the um, sometimes the expectation about what parents thought it was going to be like that then's kind of affected how smooth they found the transition. Um, Yeah, so I wondered, you know, you work with new parents every week. I wondered if you could comment on that for us, like how expectations guide, um, you know, the transition. Yeah, um, I I run a... um, therapy group for new parents um, at a uh, Brisbane private hospital mm-hmm. and um, as part of that um, a common theme I see is the the personality type of um, new in this case new mothers primarily we sometimes get new dads come mm-hmm. in and, and do the overnight stay in the it's like a sleep support right, planning okay. and um and the the, the mums are um, choosing to have their babies later in life or have had an extended fertility uh journey right. with um challenges around around that yeah and um and so um anxiety is up in in those sessions and i'm noticing that these um particular parents um uh, having that um, challenging time around um, feeling that they have no control mm. and they are the the individuals who like to be really organised, uh, like to have structure in place and routine and have been in their career for um, sort of 15 plus years. So like life is pretty pretty settled and established and then along comes this tiny little human <laughs> a baby bomb <laughs> yes exactly and has no rules as such mm-hmm. and um doesn't doesn't fit that mold of um sleeping when they're expected to sleep and um or feeding is can be a real challenge um allergies food intolerances can can pop up so all these unknowns um uh, factor in and 
and that particular personality type finds it really hard to to roll with that and and come to a um, it, it's a big transition of reaching that level of acceptance and flexibility and and going okay so parenthood is not what I expected and I just have to readjust on the fly and that can be really challenged when we're creatures of habit yeah that's right I think it's um important to note too that it's not you know our observations here are not to to kind of be saying that they've had the wrong expectations either but just to note that for for people who operate that way, that's their personality, that's yeah. their type, and I'm probably a bit like that, Me is, um, yeah, it's acknowledging that it's extra difficult yeah. in that time. Um, and so that's adjusting um, to parenthood in general. But then you mentioned other things that don't go to plan, like um, allergies and, and that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. And even the personality type that is already really open and flexible and happy to go with the flow they get turned on their head as well like Mm. parenting it's it's a rite of passage and it's probably the biggest change in our life that we go through and condensed yeah as well yeah so we're going to talk a bit about um the mental load of parenting as well because that that's something I think that's often unexpected Mm. but and also anxiety, because you mentioned how then sometimes we, you know, when things aren't going well and you can feel anxious about that, that's even another thing to adjust to, isn't it? Yeah. Your own responses to yeah. it. Um, but is there anything that you would tell parents to um, to think about in terms of their expectations before they have kids? Uh, keep those lines of communication open as, as a couple um, okay. in particular, whether you're... Um, raising your your baby together in the same household or co-parenting in separate households um keeping those lines of communication open mm-hmm. um it, i think it's vital um for the the health of the family um and openly discussing um like truthfully and authentically right i'm finding this really hard just checking in with each other yeah um my my husband and i have have our chat night one night a week where I can chat every night of the week but uh, that's not his personality type and right. we we just set aside an hour or two just to check in with each other and and talk about what's on top so that things don't fester up and the resentments don't build up and then play out uh, when we're arguing over trivial things like who who took the rubbish out last yeah (laughs) (laughs) sure so it's not so much about you know adjusting your expectations or having open expectations but it's more about putting things in place to help you manage when um you know when you're in the situation yeah Yeah, that's interesting I hadn't thought about it that way scaffold in the family for success yeah okay all right um and so speaking of scaffolding for success we um, you you mentioned that a lot of the time when you talk with families, it's the mental load that comes up um, and that's part of, you know, I guess when we say mental load, it's about thinking who's who's got all the things on their yeah. kind of mental to-do list or their plan, who's got those, um, you know, 
the building plans for the scaffolding and and that kind of thing. So where the responsibility falls. Yeah. So tell me about what um, people mentioned to you and and what your kind of thoughts are about the mental load of parenting. Yeah. So I've got over the time I've spent with um, with new parents, I've developed this theory, as you will, um, that the the primary caregiver, so the parent at home Mm -hmm. um, caring for for the baby um, seems to, in our society, automatically assume the the mental load for themselves, their partner and the family unit. Um, Of course, also the responsibility for caring for the baby. Uh, And then the parent that's working outside of the home um, has generally been raised by a primary caregiver, so has Often, once the baby comes along, uh, the dynamics shift and like there's not necessarily a discussion around how the responsibilities are going to be divided within the family. It, especially within our, our society, it's become acceptable that it's the primary, primary caregiver. Um, and then that person has um, looked then looks towards the primary caregiver um, for direction. Mm. And like whether it's a mother or father or two two mothers, two fathers, I'm finding um, with the parents I've spoken to, the dynamics seem to work the same. It's, it's whoever's at home with the baby and, and the one going out of the home to work. Um, or in our case with COVID, working from home, it's yeah. still deferring and defaulting to to that primary carer so we were all raised by a primary carer at some point so it's a natural response to then just go back into that almost child mode and and hand over responsibility to to that primary carer in our life in our relationship as well Mm. so we kind of um recognize the pattern of a primary carer being there and so then end up you know thinking or not, not thinking because it's not really conscious, no. is it? It's more just um, shifting back into that pattern where someone looks after us yeah. and we ask what's for dinner. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Okay. And, and someone responds with what is for dinner Yeah. <laughs> without giving it any thought going, actually, can you think about it? Can you take control of dinner tonight? And Yeah. And so suddenly that that mental load of thinking about all the things that need to happen to keep the family functioning and and progressing and growing falls to generally one person. Yeah. And that can be really overwhelming and anxiety can flare up as a result of that. The pressure of that society puts on us that especially um well in in a lot of cases, um mothers feeling that that pressure to be everything to everyone all the time yeah and also to know the answers as well we were talking last time about how you know we don't know the answers to parenting it's all a a rite of passage I think you said so but having somebody ask you the questions kind of implies that you should be in possession of the answers Yeah. yeah So I can see how that would lead to anxiety, which is fairly common after having kids anyway, like that postnatal anxiety. And can you tell us a bit about that? And uh, so the anxiety, how that impacts parenting? 
it can it can feel different for everybody. People like everyone can present with anxiety in different ways. Um, I, I don't. I won't. I'm not a doctor, so I won't go into the the physical attributes of anxiety. Um, but the the impacts um, particularly will then can get in the way of bonding with with our baby mm. um, and connecting with our wider community. If if anxiety is flaring up, we're less inclined to go to mother's group because we don't want to feel judged. Our self-doubts and insecurities can flare up. Um, anxiety um, can also identify if there's little cracks in any relationships we have in our life it will shine the light right in and um, have us reassessing so that transition of parenthood is is a huge growth period emotionally um, our body's been through you know a massive physical um, change as well and readjusting to to that um, yeah. yeah. So um, my next thought is when parents can, because that sounds really isolating. So then finding help or or connecting with people who can help sounds really difficult. Um, now's probably the, the best time to tell people that they can come and see you okay. <laughs> and search for lacuna therapies. Yeah. Um, because sometimes when people are really struggling, helping um, somebody one-on-one -on -one in that kind of way can help people um, open up their thinking and, and help them connect to their more natural or real-life supports. Yeah. Um, what other um, ways can people kind of um, get help? Um, they could um, also sign up for my six-week um, mother's group therapy program mm -hmm. um, which we can do online or in person so it's a good way to meet other parents in a safe space in a supported space um, and with a therapeutic aspect so we drop down in into the the deep stuff everyone in the group gets to know each other pretty quickly uh, everyone's on the same page mm. um so those vulnerabilities really get shared and opened up and and often um allowing ourselves to experience those emotions as they arrive normalizes mm. the process and and allows us to then when we're outside um, of that therapeutic circle we have skills and strategies in place to support ourselves at home at at a parenting group, at the supermarket with our in-laws when they come to visit or um, and adapt to any situation. And through that, it's not just through talk therapy, we do like experimentation through role playing and art therapy and, and being in nature. Yeah, great. Because I think there are resources around for for parents in general and they can do things like, you know, there are mother's groups and there are, yeah. you know, things on at the library and all of that kind of stuff. But I like that this has the um, therapeutic approach to it. So, and, and you know that people, all the other people in the group there are in the same boat you're in where they're trying to find their way and adjusting to um, their, you know, yeah. the new life and their responses to it. So you're definitely among people who you, um, you know, share 
um, the, I, I don't know, can't think how to put it, but they're kind of in the same boat as yeah, you. They're looking for the, the same load. things. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. And not feeling so isolated and, and lonely in their experience. Like there's... I guess that's what so I mean. Many yeah. Months. Yeah. Yeah. And that they're with the same um, people looking for the same yeah. things. Yeah. And it's a great way to start creating their tribe. Yeah. That they can call in. Because we all know, like, Billy traces the child. We mm. need lots of influences and, and levels of support yeah. as a family. Excellent. Thanks so much for that. I'm, I hope parents have got a lot out of this. So podcasting is another way to reach people yeah. who are, yeah, isolated as well. So yeah. thanks so much for joining us and talking with our families today. Thanks for having me, Leanne. Thanks for listening to Peds in a Podcast. If you found listening to us useful, we have plenty of resources on our website, including blogs, articles and videos. If there's a topic not covered that you'd love to hear about, you can get in touch with us on our website. Visit us at pedsinapod.com.au.